0: welcome to speaking the truth in agape love podcast we are hosts chad mitchell and david finch welcome back to the podcast everyone i'm chad mitchell i'm david finch and we're glad to be back with you for another study um we're going to has anyone sung the hymn in christ alone (laughs) yeah so if you know that song that's what we're gonna be talking about um david brought us a good lesson uh Sunday. So we're going to be going over some points about that, but it's titled In Christ Alone. And so, um, again, we want to start out, (coughs) first off, thanking you for listening to us. Um, And um, if you're in the area, we'd love to have you come and and worship with us. If you're in Blackfoot, 370 North Shilling, we'd love to see you at 10 o'clock Sunday morning, worships at 11, and it's... and Wednesday night Bible studies here in a few hours at seven thirty, And, uh, we'd love to have you, uh, if you would like, if you have any questions or you want us to cover a topic or you want to study about something nowadays, you can study pretty much anywhere, right, David, you can That's right. jump on a zoom call and, yep. and we can have a study with you. We'd love to do that. So if you have any of that, the the emails in the link, truth in agape love at gmail.com. Um, would you know, love to hear from you. um, and what else?
1: We also have a gospel meeting oh, coming yeah. up.
0: We do have a gospel meeting with um, Brother Heath Rogers coming up. Um, Beaver Creek, Ohio. From Beaver I think Creek, it is? Ohio. Yeah. And it's going to be the 3rd through the 7th. 7th of May. Of May. So May 3rd through the 7th. Um, we've shared that on our Blackfoot Church of Christ Facebook page. Maybe I'll share it on this um, page as well for the podcast. Um, and we'd love to have you come to that as well uh so uh, we're looking forward to study uh, with brother heath rogers and i'm excited because i've never met him face to face but i've talked to him a little here and there uh over the years and have read a lot of his articles and so we're really looking forward to meeting him and being with him uh let's see with that i guess we'll jump into our study david yeah
1: and so like chad just mentioned you know we uh I had Chad sing because he was leading singing Sunday. I had him lead in Christ alone right before my lesson because I was like, "This is going to be a great intro into my lesson." Yeah. But then, of course, Chad had to one up me and <laughs> made every song like just a perfect intro into my lesson. So it was a it was a really good lesson. Um, yeah, we were all beneficial encouraged. for me because we were all it, it, the whole thing was just tuning us into the lesson. So it, it just in line perfectly. So. um but with that you know as as I stood up there, thinking about all the songs we just sang and everything, I was just like, "You know what, hallelujah, what a savior yeah, you know we have we have such a blessed Savior, oh yeah, who's willing to free us from the power of death and hell, yeah, you know, and in Christ alone do we have such a blessing uh if you would turn with me to first Timothy two five through six, and I'll go ahead and uh Chad, do you want to read this one? First Timothy
0: 2, 5, and 6, right? Yes. <clears throat> for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in
1: due time. So notice how there is only <clears throat> one mediator between man and God, and it is Christ Jesus. One thing to point out, too, is we can't
0: mediate with God. That's right. We we can't, we can't talk to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can pray to him, but guess who? Guess what? It's through Christ. It's through Christ. That's right. Christ is our mediator. Yeah. And so, thank goodness, we can make our requests known through Christ. Yeah. Because we can't talk to God. A lot of people...
1: What a blessed Savior we have.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we might think we can, but we can't talk to God. That's right. You know, and... He tells us that somewhere, too, that it, Christ, you know...
1: Yeah. Well uh, one spot is right here. There's yeah. only one mediator between God and yeah. man. Yeah. So if if you think you can find another way, you're just fooling yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it's kinda like the kid who ties the, the the uh chicken feathers to his arms and tries to jump off the barn and fly. Yeah. And his brother's like, You idiot, chickens can't fly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. It
0: it just came to me. I love it. But it's true. Like, you think you might be able to invent another way. Yeah. But you're not. That's right. It's about as
1: silly as that. And, you know, the whole reason why it is in Christ alone is because he willingly gave himself on that as a ransom. Yeah. And if anyone tried to give themselves in the way Christ did, it would be in vain. Mm -hmm. It would be all for nothing because... In Christ alone. But the today we're going to be talking about why it is in Christ alone and why Christ is so important. You know, because in Christ alone, he is the fulfiller. And so as we read Isaiah 53, 1 through 12, I, I want to read this because, first of all, this was written some 700 years before Christ came and this is a prophecy about how Christ is going to die. And so one thing to point out is Christ has to die a specific death, a certain way. But then on top of that Christ when he came to earth, he knew the kind of death he was going to endure and yet he still willingly went. Mm-hmm. Like he he didn't he didn't turn away from it. He he took it. Yeah. And and willingly. So I'm going to go ahead and read Isaiah 53, one through twelve, um, and then we'll we'll talk about it for a moment. But starting in verse one of Isaiah 53. So if you're at home, please follow along with us. He says, "Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness." And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. So, this describes the kind of death the Savior will endure. And sure enough, this is exactly how Jesus suffered on that cross. Yeah, it's it's really amazing that you can
0: uh, go to something that was wrote so... Long before Christ came, and basically almost describe Christ better than the New Testament does. Yeah, you know,
1: describe the kind of suffering, describe what he's going going to go through, and yeah, something else that uh, is actually not my lesson. Psalm twenty-two. Let's turn over there real fast. Psalm twenty-two, verse sixteen. This also describes the the death of Christ, but in Psalm 22, what's beautiful about Psalm 22 is this is the only passage that we see the suffering from the eyes of the Savior. So, like Isaiah 53, Mm -hmm. and then all throughout the New Testament, as as it's describing the, the suffering of Christ, it's always from the person on the ground looking up at Christ, Or a bystander describing how Christ is suffering. Well, Psalm 22 is almost like Christ is describing how he's suffering. And in verse 16, he says, For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. And so right there, that that last part in verse 16, they pierce my hands and my feet. When this was written... We need to understand something. This was, David wrote it, but how, how he describes this, this was something that wasn't in practice for another 500 years when he wrote this. So as he's writing how they pierce my hands and my feet is describing the death of, the kind of death. He was going to be hung on that cross. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, this also proves... Divide
0: his garments, too.
1: Yeah. And this also proves that the the prophets had no idea what they were writing. They had no clue, really, what this meant. Because this wasn't in practice yet. Mm-hmm. God told them to, to write it down, to say it, and so they did. <clears throat> and right here, it just shows the... The perfection in God.
0: Another thing that's interesting too is um, in Isaiah, back in Isaiah 53, uh, verse 7, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its stray. This is um, related to the fact that he um, didn't open his mouth to defend himself. Yeah, You know, he he didn't answer the false charges. He just didn't answer. Yep. And it makes you wonder, like, if he really wanted to, he could have presented, you know, you know, you think about a court of law, you're going to get every bit of evidence to defend yourself to keep from being persecuted or convicted, right? If you're indeed innocent, the thing is, he knew this is what he had to go through. He didn't fight back. Because he knew it had to happen this way. You know, it was prophesied. That's right. If he would have went and read all that out of Isaiah 53 <laughs> when he was being persecuted, I wonder what they would have said, you know? Yeah. He talks about how they knew the law. You you know, you know that there's a Messiah coming. Yeah. I am he. You yeah. Know?
1: And, and to back up what you're saying, how Christ could have at any time... Called upon the Father. Yeah. He talks about this also in Matthew 26, right after Peter struck the, servants, uh, the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Oh, yeah, that's a great example. In verse 53, or 52 and 53, it says, But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to the, my Father? Yeah. And he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. How then could the scripture be fulfilled that it must happen thus?
0: Yeah. And and you know we all have been falsely accused of something in our yeah. life. How mad does that make you? Yeah. Oh, it's Oh man. It's very infuriating. Yeah. To be falsely accused about something. And if you're if you're not guilty, you're going to be doing you're going to be scratching and clawing to try to prove that you're innocent. That's right. You're going to be calling people. You're going to be, you know, whatever. You're going to you're gonna be doing everything you can to defend yourself. And Jesus just sat there. And, and took it. And took it and, and kept his mouth shut. And yeah. this is a great passage that you just brought up because uh, how then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? He knew. Yeah. He knew it had to happen that way, even though he had tons of evidence to defend himself.
1: Yeah. You and know. He- you know there there's a song we sing um he could have called 10,000 yeah. angels yeah to come destroy the earth yeah. and set him free yeah What's funny is is they're referring to this passage but a legion of angels is a thousand yeah So he could have called 12,000 angels <laughs> yeah exactly. which is even 2,000 more but yeah but you know the point is is he could have at any time called upon the father to release him
0: It's so interesting too because he he didn't even He just knew it had to happen, and when we, you know, when we when we um, prepare our minds for the Lord's supper, yeah, okay, and we talk about Christ's love. This is a great point to bring out because could you do that for someone else? Could you take the blame for something you didn't do, and and basically lose your life for someone else? Yeah, and not only someone else, but all of us. Like you know, you mentioned you started out saying, "In Christ alone." How great? Yeah because he did it for us.
1: Yeah, everyone. <laughs> he did it he did it for all and that's something that man, we, we can't emphasize enough. No. The love of the savior here. All of us and and what we're referring to is Romans 3:23. It says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. We have all sinned. We have all mm-hmm. separated ourselves from God. This is us making the choice to put ourselves before God and yeah. separating ourselves from him, separating ourselves from his love, and yet we've done that, and he has, through his son, allowed a way for us to come back to him, yeah, to be reconciled to him, and that's something, it, this, Christ had to die in order for this to happen. Christ had to die in order for us to have that blessed hope with the father. That's a love that is unfathomable. But as we as we sit here and talk about Christ being the fulfiller, what we read is simply just the the parts that are describing his death. Yeah. Believe it or not, this is a very small part of what Jesus must fulfill. You know, as he said himself in Matthew 7, or sorry, Matthew 5, 17 and 18, Christ is speaking here. He says, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come yeah. to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. So, in, in verse 17, Christ calls out that he is the one that is going to fulfill. And then he goes on in verse 18 and says, nothing will pass from the law. Now, one jot or one tittle, if you don't know what that means, that's in the uh, Greek language, that's like crossing the T or dotting the I. You know, that, that dot yeah. or that cross of the T, that is a jot and a tittle. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not even that would pass from the law until all is fulfilled. And Christ is the one that needs to fulfill it. You know, and and a big part of the fulfilling, one part, just one part, is living perfectly. And this is one thing that I didn't
0: really understand until later, you know, after I become a Christian, till quite a bit later. Because we always talk about the New Testament, how it's a new law, okay? Right. And it is. But we don't talk enough about how it's a fulfillment of the law, the Mm -hmm. old law. Yeah. Like, I didn't get that until way later in life. You know, it just went right over my head. Yeah. We need to understand that this new law is a fulfillment, and it's so important to understand that. Because all that happened in the Old Testament, it wasn't for nothing, it yeah. was building up to this, and that's why it's so such a faith builder for us, because we have
1: all those things that happened for a reason. I'm glad you brought that out, Chad, because there's all the stories that we read about. You know, oh, Job, yeah. oh. Moses, Noah, you know, <clears throat> it was all, as some people will say, you can find Christ on every page of the Bible. Yeah. So as you as you go through, there's it it's called a foreshadow. So it's it's a lot of the stories shadow the Christ. Yeah. So as Moses in a lot of ways foreshadows Christ like when he was up oh, yeah. on the mount receiving the the ten commandments mm-hmm. God was getting ready to destroy his people and Moses talked with God and it, it talks about God changing his mind. Yeah. You know, f- changing his mind from destroying his people. Now, he had every right to destroy all of them. As he just showed his awesome power. Mm-hmm. And yet they turn and serve a golden calf and say that's their God. <laughs> Man, you know what? <sighs> Kill them. <laughs> well, and you think about It's like, how could that happen so fast?
0: How fast do we fall that's right. off the wagon? That's right. And... And that, oh, hey, it's the office phone. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, David's got to silence the phone again. No, it's the office phone here in the office.
1: I think I did silence my
0: cell phone, so that's good. (laughs) This time around. But, well. You know, this is a great point because, um, you know, he's. It's amazing when you look at the full picture. You know, we're able to look at it from 30,000 feet, we say sometimes. And when you see all the things that happened, and, you know, like we're talking, how quick did it take them to sin? You know, three days. I don't know what it was, the the Israelites, when they made the golden calf. Yeah, it was. And we're uh, able to look out and go, you guys, what are you doing? But we weren't there, you know? And how quickly they turned away from God.
1: It was 40 days, by the way.
0: Okay, 40 days. And we look back, and we look at it, and we go, man, I would have never done that. Would you?
1: Yeah, a like, of. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and the Israelites, like, I can't tell you how many times, when you just read through it, you know, and they turn away from God, they start complaining, and they turn away from God, I'm just reading it, and I'm like, man, why doesn't God destroy him? Yeah. But, so, throughout the Old Testament, you see the, the mercies of God towards
0: his people. Well, and, and we're destroyed, except for the fact that Christ came to purify us again. That's right. You know, and so there's a similarity there as well. Yeah.
1: But you know, you he know, wanted as, to destroy the people. I yep. don't know. But as as Moses was up there pleading with the Lord um, on the mountain, just like what we read in First Timothy, mm-hmm. Christ is the mediator. Christ is the one sitting at the right hand of the Heavenly Father on high pleading yeah. for us now. Yeah. You know, just like... What Moses did there, you know, that's a foreshadowing. That's a similarity, mm-hmm. yeah. and you see that throughout the all of the Old Testament similarities between the story and and Christ, and so as he is the fulfiller. So you have not only prophecies all throughout the Old Testament, but you have these foreshadowings. How uh, Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar. Well, that's a that's a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm of the father willing to foreshadow or willing to sacrifice his only son. And and Christ or um, God even calls out your only beloved son, talking about Isaac, as as he did have another child with Hagar his the um, his wife's maidservant, but God is talking about the, the promised seed. That he promised Abraham, and that mm-hmm. is only through Isaac. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the only one that really counted because Abraham, for whatever reason, thought that he needed to help God. <laughs> yeah. And so God didn't need his help. Well, so. hey, it's it's
0: human nature. We think the same thing today. We've talked about
1: that oh, a man. lot on here. Yep. You know. And that's again just pointing out that we are so much like the Israelites. We are so much like everything that they well, did. Tons of things. If we're willing to look at ourselves. <sighs> And that's another thing, you know, like you, you gotta got be Uzzah,
0: poor Uzzah, oh, you know, man.
1: Yeah. he was trying to help. Yep. <laughs> Just stable the ark. And, yeah.
0: And n- no. Nope. Yeah. And I love Jonah too. Like, you know, hey, go, go preach the, preach um, God <laughs> to these people. Oh, they'll never listen to me. I'm going this way. Yeah. He ends up in the belly of a fish, you know? Yep. And he had a preconceived idea, which we get a lot, you know, that's another one of my favorite ones. Yeah. There's so many good examples that we can relate to in the Old Testament. That's right. And then we can see that fulfilled. Yeah. In, you know, kind of bringing it back to Christ. He's been there since the beginning. Yeah. Where's the verse that, um, in the beginning, I was, or I am? Isn't it Hebrews? Ooh, uh,
1: no, that's actually John. <coughs> there's quite a few places throughout John that, that he talks about. I am. Mm-hmm. So before Abraham was I am. Yeah. And uh, it's in John there's, there's quite a few places in John. Well, that just
0: explains that Christ has been a part of this since the beginning. He yeah. just came and f- fulfilled everything that was prophesied.
1: Yeah. And that's right. And and so he came through and and Fulfilled all the prophecies, but one major prophecy that he did fulfill was he, he needed to be the spotless lamb of God. Yeah. You know, and that was something throughout the Old Testament. Every sacrifice they made, it had to be, you know, a, a spotless lamb mm-hmm. or, you know, it, it had to be the most pure animal that they had. Yeah. And like one year old and, you know, the prime health, mm-hmm. it, it had to be the best.
0: It makes me think of, um, there's been a lot of great men, you know, Abraham mm-hmm. um, and King David, a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Yet, they, they weren't perfect. They weren't spotless. No. You know, and you think about those people that were, these great men that were, uh, that God, you know, loved and respected, mm-hmm. but yet they were still imperfect. Yeah. And Christ came and was perfect. Yeah, it's something that
1: no one else could do. And and that just points out why we needed Christ so much. Because mm-hmm. there there will never be anyone before or after Christ that could be perfect. Yeah, it, like you just brought out all of the the great men of old. You know,
0: well even a light Eli- or uh, sorry Moses or. Yeah, Moses. Moses as well, yeah. He didn't get to go to the promised land. That's right. You know? Because he struck the
1: rock rather than speak to it. And look at all the great things he did. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And, you know, and that just, that goes to show that God means what he says, and Mm -hmm. he says what he means. Mm -hmm. You know? And his way is the only pure, perfect way. Yeah. And... But when you think about it, when you look at Christ, should he not be asking that of us? Because, I mean, look what he was willing to sacrifice for us. Should we have the attitude of, of almost just disrespecting his great sacrifice for us? Mm-hmm. You know, we show our love and we show our thanks through our obedience to him. Mm-hmm. And as all of this was impossible for man to be able to fulfill the Old Testament, we see in John nineteen twenty eight through 30, Jesus, in Christ alone, could fulfill all of it. So, as as Christ is on the cross, suffering and dying, in verse 28, starting in verse 28 of John 19, he says, After this, Jesus, knowing knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, Said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled the sponge with sour wine, put it on a hyssop, and put it to, to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Jesus didn't give up his spirit until he fulfilled all. So as we see in verse 28, he says, The scripture is fulfilled. And then in verse 30, he says, it is finished. Christ fulfilled all. Yeah. And so all of his work was now done. And so he was, he gave up his spirit. Well, even, even he, he, well, he wasn't
0: done there. That's right. He still had, he still, like when he arose, you know. That's right.
1: But that was, that was in the (coughs) Father's hands. Yeah. And that's, so that's the beautiful thing about, The Father and the Son coming full circle. You know, Christ arising on that third day was the ultimate proof that the Father was in agreement with everything he said. Because if if Christ was not speaking everything that the Father told him to say, the Father wouldn't have raised him from the the grave. He would have died and Mm -hmm. stayed dead. But he... It was the Father that rose him from the grave. And so that's the that's also the, the beautiful part of it. Christ's work was done and he allowing him to bow his head and give up his spirit. And then three days later the father rose him from the grave because that was what you know, that was the the father in full agreement with everything that just happened. And so to kind of sum up how Christ fulfilled all, so he he left his home in glory to come down and walk among us. And Christ, something about Jesus was he did not live an easy life. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is he he wasn't, you know, born into this rich the richness or or anything like that. he He humbly walked. A lowly life, all the oh, struggles man. and all the difficulties. That's the
0: interesting part. A yeah. carpenter's son.
1: A carpenter's son. He you know, struggled. He was not. It was not easy on him. Can
0: anything good come from Nazareth?
1: Yeah. You know. <laughs> yep. I mean, yes, it was like yes, it was like can.
0: one thing after another that was against him, in, in physically, you know, in a that's right in a in a physically minded era, you know. Yeah. Um you know, be like like coming from an Ivy, you know, not well, it'd be like Ivy League college versus, you know, community college kind of a thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They they didn't there was no uh you know, when we look at Paul or Saul, he was educated. That's right. Like he was he came from a, a family that was very um w- w- you know, I don't know wealthy probably and and lots of uh, status respect. Yep. You know, but Christ came from nothing.
1: Yeah. Christ didn't have the the silver spoon you know in his mouth when he was born as we might say, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of kids um who are born into wealth, they don't they don't struggle. They don't know what it what it is like to have to budget Oh man. <laughs> you know, and yeah. And ask any any struggling family, a lot of fights that they have is about finances, right? That's because when you only have a, a limited oh, amount yeah. of finances, yeah. you fight about where you should spend it and you know, everyone has a different idea and all that. The yeah. the point I'm trying to make is just when when you don't have money, struggles happen. Yeah. And and these more problems arise. And so uh I remember going to a a convention one time when I was selling cars Mm -hmm. and uh it was Grant Cardone. And if anyone is in sales they probably know Grant Cardone. But anyway, he uh he said everyone wants problems. They just want someone else's problems. He's (laughs) like he's like take (laughs) me for example. He's like and this was this was at the time when gas was like peaking $5 back in 2008, right? And uh, so no one was buying trucks. Yeah. So the, the truck prices were down. He says, he's like, my problem is what truck should I buy? You know, because there's so many I can choose from, mm-hmm. you know, and because gas wasn't a problem for him because yeah. he's, he's wealthy. He's like, that's a problem you want, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, so you just want someone else's problems. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but so... I don't know really where I was going with that, but um, Christ lived very humbly yeah. on the earth. And so, because he lived humbly, he he was facing a lot of problems that a lot of us face. Yeah. You know? And so, he can sympathize with our weaknesses because he's been there.
0: Well, and, and another thing to point out, too, is he was offered everything physically by the devil. Mm-hmm. You know? Which That's right. Which would be very appealing to, and to it,
1: most it was at the lowest point for him yeah he was starving he was starving and yeah. and so how many of us would have taken that oh, opportunity man, right? right and and there
0: again there's another old testament example Esau. jacob and Esau. that's right you know and and it, it fits perfectly it's like you know we're we're vulnerable as humans yeah and Esau thought he was gonna die well, well i just will sell my birthright Because I'm going to die anyways. I need this bowl of soup or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, it's like stew or or something. Yeah,
0: I need this because I'm going to die anyway, so I
1: I won't need my birthright. For one meal, he sold his birthright. Yeah. For one meal. That's how desperate we can get. Yeah. And if anyone has ever, you know, I've I've had to make decisions in the past Mm -hmm. to either pay a bill or feed the family. Yeah. That's not a good option for me, you know. That's yeah, nothing not anyone good. would ever want to. That's not a decision no one ever wants to make. No. And I wish that upon no one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone to have to. But go it worked through out, that. right? That's right. And, and 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 for me, it was something that I needed to learn. It was something mm-hmm. that me and my wife needed to learn. You know. Yeah. We need to figure out how to how to budget or how to what it's like to not have the bare essentials. Yeah. And so, Christ. Knows what it's like to suffer. He knows what it's like to struggle through this life. And he did it all for us. Like, yeah. he, he left heaven yeah. to come down here and do that? Yeah. You know, and again, just pointing out the love that Christ had for yeah. us.
0: It's it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And so, salvation is in Christ alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because through that, he became the way.
0: Yeah. The way. And you know you know, we all that's what we're saying. Y'all need to read your Bible. <laughs> it's one of the greatest stories in the world.
1: I thought we we're in the West, Chad. I didn't realize we we're in the South. Y'all
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> this should make sense to some yeah. listening. But but it's true. Like, what a great story. In in a in the times that we're in right now with our country and the corruption and the I mean and when I say corruption, the moral corruption mm-hmm. going on right now. Yeah. In humans not following I think our biggest problem is not following God's plan. Oh, of course. And if it's if there's ever a time to be have your face in the Bible, it's now. Yeah. And you know, this when you understand the love that Christ had for us,
1: it's amazing. Yeah. And also to point out Chad, what you were talking about, when Christ was on earth, Mm -hmm. he was facing that very same thing. He was. They rejected the word of God. Mm He was the word. Yeah, and we think,
0: oh, this is new, you know, this corruption going on, this moral corruption, I'm going to call it. This is a new thing. It's been going on. If you have your face in the Bible, you'll see. That's right. It just keeps going over and over. You know, you you could summarize what happened in the Old Testament. God's people came to God. Yeah. Then they fell away. Yeah. Then they fell away from God's favor. And then they they a bunch of them died in a battle and they all came back to God. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they and then they <laughs> fell away and then they came back. And then they <laughs> fell away and then they came back. Yeah. You know, it's it's incredible and you know, we even look at the uh, history of our country. This country used to be way better moral morally. Yeah, like you know, and but yet we've cycled too, you know. Yep. And um, man, when you get away from God, it's not pretty, man. It's not. I mean, just look at what's happening in the Bible. And anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm getting on my no, soapbox. No, but, and you
1: but... know what's funny is, um, I was trying to look when when you read Acts, when when um, Paul was going be before Caesar and going before all this. They kept him in prison, wrongfully, by the way. But then it talks about how one of the kings kept bringing him in front of him, bringing Paul in front of him, hoping that Paul would pay him. Yeah, that is corruption mm-hmm. in the government. So even again, you see the corruption even in biblical times. Well, and and look at um, Caesar,
0: which which was which Caesar was it that. Um, become favorable to the Christians? Cornelius. Cornelius. So he he realized, hey, you know, we keep killing these Christians, and they just, they don't ever, they must really believe this thing. Yeah. They're willing to die for this. They're willing to die for this, so we should maybe look at it. And before long, it didn't take long, he was actually offering an incentive for people to be baptized. Yeah. Like, paying for it. Yep. Well, it didn't take long to corrupt that, you know? That's not
1: how God wanted us to do it. No. And that's, you know, and this is something for us to recognize, too, especially if you go out and evangelize. You cannot force people to be faithful. No. You know, because what you see from Cornelius is finally Christianity was accepted, but then he tried to use it in a way to benefit him. Mm -hmm. And so he corrupted it. And so what, what also happened is people didn't give up their old beliefs but rather brought their old beliefs in Mm -hmm. and so they started worshiping idols and they actually for a for a period they um they had like prostitution in the church you know yeah and that is not okay no (laughs) you know that is not what god is about but but that's what happens when you force people into it yeah and you can't no. You just can't. They have to be willing to change their life to fit the Word of God. Yeah. And so, again, you know, at least Christianity was no longer, you know, you're no longer going to die for believing in Christ. But yeah. that's when apostasy really flooded into the church as well. And, you know, having all of the the different beliefs, mm-hmm. false beliefs out there. Well, and we...
0: we uh, human nature, we, we almost try to make things a business all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, we turn everything into a business. And, you know, sadly, a lot of folks kind of veer away from religious people because they think, oh, all they want is my money, you know? Yeah. When in fact, if they knew, you know, um, what God wants us to do, you know, God's plan, he's given us instruction. Yeah. You know, to lay by and store. Why? To continue to spread the gospel. Yep. You know, that's what it's all about. It's not about anything else. And um, so you do hear stories about um, preachers or they call them pastors that are flying on private jets. Now, Dave, I don't know. How many private jets have you flown on? <laughs> None. Yeah, me neither. So, <laughs> Let alone owning my own private jet. Well, so, you know, we can see the corruption in religious people today yeah and it's given everyone a bad rap you know yeah. because that's not what we're all about um remember Just i like- shared i shared our podcast i did an ad and i paid i don't know, like 25 dollars to put it you know out in front of people oh my goodness i could not believe the comments oh man that people i was i was blown away i'm thinking hey facebook you got this wrong you put it in front of the wrong people man you know Yeah But uh, um One of the biggest Themes of all those comments Was the fact that We're just doing this for money Yeah You know
1: We haven't earned a dollar No Out of this by the no. way No
0: and, and we're just doing this Because we like to study You know And yeah. we want to share the study With Yeah. anyone that wants to listen This is
1: a good way To spread the word of God Yeah exactly And that's why we're doing we're it We're
0: actually commanded to do it So You know We have to be careful Um and, you know, try to get in front of people and, and teach them what the Bible says. Yeah. Because one of the reasons why this has happened is because people veer away from God, what God wants. Yeah. Just just like the Israelites did. Yeah. And did it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. <laughs> and, you know. We can laugh at them, but we do the same thing.
1: Yeah. Because as, as Chad is, is talking about, you know, me and Chad get together and we we talk about Christ, you know, and. This is why we want to do the podcast, to bring people to Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the only way. Yeah. His word is what saves us. We are we are going to be judged by the word of God. And so this is why Chad and I put the podcast together to... Yeah, try because to... Because in Christ alone. Yeah, try know? to
0: get it out in front of folks, you That's know? That's
1: right. And, and as Jesus came and walked among us, and he he willingly suffered so horrifically, shed his blood, becoming the way. This is what is talked about in Acts 3, 18 through 24. And Chad, do you want to read that one? Sure.
0: Um, Acts 3, 28 and 24. Uh, 18 through 24. Oh, 18 through 24. Got it. I wasn't listening. <laughs> it says, But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he uh, may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the time of restoration of all things which um, God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the word began. Through 28? Yes. Okay. No, 24, sorry. 24. For, for Moses truly did, said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people yes and all the prophets from samuel and those who follow as many as have spoken have
1: also foretold these days okay thank you and i really like verse 22 Christ Jesus as as moses is talking about here him you shall hear all things all that christ is going to say cuz and and i love this because Whatever he says to you, because Christ is the new and living way, as it talks about in Hebrews 10.20, he is going to say some new things that are not according to the Old Testament. So listen to all that Jesus Christ says. So Jesus also actually says the same thing in John 12, 47 and 48. In fact, I'm going to... Um, Read all the way through this. John 12, starting in verse 47. Okay. And we're going to read through 50. He says, And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. So in no way, shape, or form did Christ ever tell us something that was Contrary to the will of the Father. He only did what the Father told him to He only said what the Father told him to say. That is why we must adhere to his word. And only his word. You know, only his word can save us from eternal destruction. Because, folks, this is what we are facing. If we don't follow all that God has commanded, we face eternal damnation. His word will judge us on that day. This is why we spend so much time examining his word. You know, as it talks about in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto the Lord. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. But this last part, rightly dividing the word of truth. The only way that we can rightly divide it is if we study it. But not just study it. Study it with an open and sincere heart. Mm -hmm. Wanting... God to be right, not yourself. And that's also key in the study, because you want His will to be done, not yours. Mm -hmm. And so, go to the Bible and regardless of, and just study it, regardless if you're right or wrong, being right or wrong doesn't matter, you want God to be right, and you Mm -hmm. want to prove God right. And if that means that you're wrong, then change what you believe.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, that's a it's a great time to bring that up because we bring this out all the time. You know, we're just messengers, all of us. Yeah. You and I, Chad, David, here, we're just telling you what the Bible says. Okay? And we all have to go believe it and understand it for ourselves. Okay? Yeah. Um. Sometimes, yeah, we need help explaining. You know, the Ethiopian, how can I understand unless someone explains it to me? Yeah. You know, he was reading out of Isaiah.
1: Isaiah 53 actually Yeah exactly yep.
0: And he couldn't understand What I was talking about Yeah He needed a little bit more Explanation to understand it Yeah You know And, and we all need that But you better understand it yourself Don't just do something Because someone told you to Yeah okay?
1: My preacher said So I'm just gonna do that No
0: you can't do that Yeah And we put too much stock Into preachers mm-hmm. And uh, you know they, We can't do that And so You know We just have to be careful
1: and understand it for ourselves, you know? Yeah. And as as we examine his word, what we notice is his word is perfect. Yeah. And no matter what changes in this life, as changes always happen, you know, when you look at, um, let's say, 30 years ago, we didn't even have cell phones. No. We had computers that were like... You know the the mm-hmm. these big computer screens that dial up internet. Do you remember that, Chad? Oh yeah. Oh man, but now we have it at the tips of our fingers,
0: right? Well, I remember getting into uh, a word document by DOS, and, and and people don't even realize that. Yeah. You had to type in the command just right with the right backslashes and all that. Yes. To get into the program, there was no Windows. Yeah. It was DOS. Yep. The C dot backslash, you know? Yep. And you started typing. So HTTP. You, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You put all that in, and we didn't even have internet then. We didn't even know what it
1: was. No. Yeah. And that's, so think of that, and look at how much it's changed to now.
0: Oh, it's unbelievable. It's like a whole new world. We have everything on our phones. It's unbelievable. That's right.
1: But one thing that doesn't change is his word. Yeah his word is so pure it doesn't ever need to change and it doesn't matter the changes that go on in this life his word still applies to us the same way it did then well and in a way we kind of got a
0: benefit you know i brought it out before we, we you know i showed you just before here i needed a password okay yeah. and i showed you my document i have on my phone um and it has every password, and it's long. Okay, I, if anyone can sympathize <laughs> with me, that's crazy. <laughs> I have so many passwords; it's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. I think you can all listen and can fill me when, you know. And I was asking you about your bank. You're like, I just use my thumbprint. Ooh, what happens when that quit What's working? Uh, I figure it out, but it's tough. You know, to remember what the <laughs> yeah. password was. I
1: gotta change my password.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, um, but but here's the thing: we can do that spiritually too. I've started creating kind of a cheat sheet for religious things. That's okay? right. As we get hit up, and I used one the other day at work that I've got. Nice. It, it's not in for man to know his own way.
1: Yeah, Jeremiah 10, 29. Yeah,
0: I used that. Nice. I, but I was able to look it up real quick and read it. Yeah. I read it. Rick and I were um, talking about something, and it, it reminded me, and so I read it, You know, but I had it right there. And so I would encourage you know, we've we got such a great tool if we use it for good. that's right. Um, to put these cheat sheets in you know, I know y'all can figure it out. okay uh, I use uh, I use uh, one note, like it, it's, and it's one that you have to kind of pay for. Notability. I use notability. Hmm. okay, It's an Apple app. Uh, but I know there's, like, tons of them. You can get Microsoft Word on your phone now. Yeah. You know, and um, the, the, there's notes, apps. You Do you use a notes app? You've probably yeah. got one that you can use because you have an Android. I have an Apple. Right. So I know that there, there's ones for both, okay? Start making a note. Just even if it's one note but the title says, uh, it's not a man.
1: Yeah. You know, then you know. Yeah, and, and man, you'd be surprised how quick you can get to it And I also have a, a Bible That is like my study Bible mm-hmm. So if I go to study with other people
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have in my Bible You know, at the beginning of Matthew There's this open page And I'll just write down the question Yeah And that's sometimes and a lot better Because if
0: we lose internet
1: yeah, That's going to work better than what I'm talking that's right. about <laughs> And uh, I'm kind of a Bible nerd So, you know I yeah. still use Bibles. but um, <laughs> No, it's good. That's it, a good have, practice. Uh, I'll have the, the question, and then I'll have, starting with the, the first verse, and then when I turn over to that verse, it'll lead me to the next verse, and then the next verse, mm-hmm. and the next verse. So, if somebody wants has a question about baptism, mm-hmm. you know, I start in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and then from there it turns me to Mark sixteen sixteen. and then from there it takes me to Acts 238. And then Acts 8, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. All the places pointing out, all the places throughout Acts, in order to make them disciples, they were all baptized. Mm. And so, just, you know, pointing that out to everyone. But you can, I have it all the way through, you know. And so, depending on what the question is, I'll start with this verse, and then it leads me to the next, next, next.
0: I think the point is here, I mean, rely on those cheats, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. I would say if you're not cheating, you're not trying, you know. And I'm not (laughs) saying you go out and cheat, okay? It's just a term that we use in welding a lot because sometimes it is, you're like, oh, you're cheating. No, I'm just being smart. Yeah. You know, and and so, you know, use those. If you hear something in a sermon and you're like, oh, that's a great point, make a note real quick.
1: Yeah. Whether it's in your
0: Bible or on your phone, whatever you can do. Yeah, and and use those. Uh, so I'm not I'm not as talented as you are, Dave, on remembering verses. It's it's very difficult <laughs> for me. Okay, I can't, and it's the same in work too. I have to look everything up. Yeah, um, because I I don't. My dad can remember, you know, metallurgy things. I can't. Yeah. I have to look it up. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just something I just can't recall stuff like that. Yeah. I know. About it, I know what to do, you know, and all, and you know me like even when we're studying here, I'll bring up the part of the verse. Oh yeah, remember, and then you'll tell me where it is. <laughs> yeah, I try and give God the glory on that one. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but, and, and so we all have different talents, and so that's right. Find those things that are going to aid you, whether it's writing in your Bible. Or but Chad, out. you
1: have a talent where you can able, you're able to with your technology, put all these cheat sheets together, type yeah, right. of thing, and yeah. Man, I'm computer illiterate. Like, I can barely turn on my laptop, right? Yeah. And I know the things I need to l- know on my laptop, but outside of that, it's, a, like, just a deck of big old pricey fancy deck of cards, you Yeah, know? right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I-, I can't use it for anything else.
0: Well, and, and, <clears throat> and it just goes to show you we all have different talents, and we've talked a bunch about this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some people can't lead singing. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people have a hard time taking a meal over to somebody. Yeah. You know, things like that. Uh, just any number of things that we do, but but with us all collectively together, like this podcast, I couldn't do this podcast by myself. Right. Nor and, could I. Nor could you. And yeah. so together, we're able to do something that we couldn't do apart. That's right. You know, and so we have to find those things that help us. And, uh, you know, we're way off topic here. But
1: but his, his word is that that way and that guidance to the father. Yeah, and 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 and
0: the thing is it's perfect. And and That's so right. we surround ourselves with that and we pull and we, we you know we we uh you know help each other out to understand it. We study it together, you know, and it never changes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nor nor will it ever need to because no. it is so perfect. Yeah. It it is so pure that it doesn't need to change to fit the time. Mhm as time goes on time changes but the word of god never needs to change Mm -hmm. and you know something that was really innocent one of my daughters um i i read to my daughters and then you know i have them pray and one of my daughters Mm -hmm. more recently started thanking god for the bible yeah and she said and how she puts it is um so we know how to be good, yeah. And you know, and the, she's just the the precious words of a child knocks it straight for me, and I'm like, yeah, that's right.
0: Well, and she's listening too. You yeah, know? she probably heard you talking about it, or you know, even at church, she might have heard someone say something about it. Yeah, and it, it stuck, and she realized it too. You yeah, know? or 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 uh, she just com- you know came up with that on her own. It, which is really good. But it was because of examples that she's seen too traveling. Right. You know and, and
1: man and but I thought about that and I was like I don't thank God enough yeah. for his word. Yeah. You know, and so I've started to pray more <laughs> thanking God
0: for his word. Oh what a great and man, we talk about that all the time as well. You know, how great his word is. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, and all the ways that we have it even more with technology and that—I mean,
1: how how blessed we are mm-hmm. to to have His completed Word before us. But not only that, have it so readily. Yeah, you know, like, and Chad, I'm not as good as you you may think when it comes to recalling Scripture because I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I got to Google a verse. <laughs> well, you're better than me. But I'll But I do the same thing.
0: I Google it. And that's yeah. what we're talking about. It's like you can go and Google the you can almost find
1: it better on Google than you can search in your Bible app. Yeah. And I'm, you know you know what's what's interesting? So at the at your fingertips on your phone, you have you can use it for good or for bad. Oh, sure. You know with the same thing I can look up verses yeah. and with the same thing I can look up porn, right? Oh, yeah. I mean it it's right here on your fingertips. Yeah. You just got to make the choice to serve God. You got to make the choice to pick it up for good. Yeah. And if you can't, then throw it away.
0: And today, <laughs> like, you know, it is so difficult. And that's why I try to tell my kids, I can't shield you from everything. Yeah. You know, and we try to get all these passwords and, like, uh, uh, encryptions that that try to limit that. It, But it's going to be so difficult. It's so difficult to keep uh kids completely shielded from it yeah, you, just you had can't, to tell them why you don't want to do that yeah
1: and you know that's one of the reasons why I don't I don't want to send my kids to school mm-hmm. um because every year it seems like they take god more and more out of school mm-hmm. around here it sounds like it's not too bad no it's not we're but, pretty yeah we're pretty blessed around here but mm-hmm. you know in that that was one of the reasons is because I don't I don't want them growing well, up not knowing
0: God. I know that a lot of places, and that's another problem, you know, we talk about this, you know, off, away from the podcast, you know, there's some tough areas in America yeah. now, uh, because they have gone away, so far away from God, that they'll basically convict you for being a Christian. Oh, yeah. You know, or you're just, you know, a bigot, you're... You know, Christians are looked down on almost in a lot of schools.
1: Because we just won't accept homosexuality. Yeah. Or or pick your poison, really. Sure. I mean, it's not that we don't accept it. It's that we go to the Word of God and God doesn't accept it. Yeah. So what right do we have to? Mm -hmm. You know, God determines what is right and wrong. We have no right to change that. Well, and they put
0: words in your mouth like, "Um, these are humans too. I never said they weren't a human. Yeah. You're putting words in my mouth. I never said that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And... And actually, what's so interesting is we love them, and that's why we're telling them. Yeah. Because, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but if you continue down that road, at the end of your life, you're not going to make it to heaven. And I don't want you to face the other alternative, because there's only one other alternative Mm -hmm. that we find in Scripture, and that's hell. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to go there. And so, because I'm willing to tell you I I hate you, that's Mm -hmm. not right. I tell you because I love you, and I don't want you to go there. You yeah. know, just like when my, you know, you tell your kids not to touch the stovetop. I don't say that because I hate them. I say that because I love them, and I don't want them to burn themselves. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're I mean, you're walking off a cliff, and it's going to hurt at the bottom. And, mm-hmm. But that's a probably a great place to end there. Yeah,
0: we're out of time. Uh, I, I'll, any closing? Do you want me to read um, Acts 4.12? Yes. So Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved.
1: He is the way. Yeah. In Christ alone.
0: Christ alone. And so there's no other name. So we're out of time, so we'll have to continue this next week. Yeah. Um, and we're going to try to, um, hopefully we can get a podcast to you. Dave's going to be traveling But we're going to do our best to try to do something. Yeah. And uh, so we'll be looking forward to that. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, send us a message. um, Like, subscribe, tell your friends. And we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you, guys, for joining in.